Hello and welcome to episode 385 of the VegGrow podcast. My name's Richard and I am on a mission to grow as much food as I can in my allotment and garden. Now coming up today, in just a moment, we're going to be discussing a few tips and tricks that I've learned for successful seed sowing. We're coming into prime seed sowing time. But before that, as always, we have the diary with all I've been up to over this last week. Well, it's Saturday the 20th of February 2021 today. Uh, I'm knackered. I've been working very, very hard today. It's actually pretty much dark now. And I've been working in on past sunset in order to get a job that I tackled today done and dusted. Now, I'll come to that in just a second. Just to bring you up to speed, last night I sowed some Brussels sprouts. Variety is a Dark Mar 21. This is actually Supporters Club seeds. They're going to be my Brussels sprouts for Christmas, of course, but we've got quite a few of those which we've sown and we're going to grow those on. But uh, yeah, sow no seeds, just bring you up to scratch on those. Today, now my plan this weekend, I was going to go down the allotment the whole weekend and get things tidy down there. But looking at the weather, it looks like it's going to be pretty miserable this weekend. And my garden at home needs a lot of work. It's it's quite messy. Obviously, I've taken down the shed, taken down the ivy, and... <laughs> It's just mud everywhere. There's bits everywhere. So I thought I'm going to stay at home and just try and finish the home garden off. So what I've done, where I've taken down the ivy, I still had roots in the ground. And I've dug those up as much as I possibly could. Because of where the roots are located, I couldn't do my usual trick of putting a compost bin over the top of the roots and, and filling that up with waste material and let it basically rot away. It takes about a year to do that normally, and it's what I would normally do. But because they're in an area where I'm going to be having the chicken soon, I didn't really want it in the compost bin in the way. So I've had to dig them out as much as I could, and that was hard work. But once I've done that, I've lifted up quite a few paving slabs, which squared off the veg patch area where the shed was, because it was at a bit of an angle. Then it's freed up and made a, a lot better space I've got to say which then moved me nicely onto my main task now that was to build at the very top of this area a bed which is 2.4 meters by 90 centimeters now this bed is going to be like a, a border bed so it's quite a long thin bed I've got posts in the corners which are six foot tall and made from fence posts but the actual bed itself is only 40 centimetres deep, so not quite six foot by a long shot. And what I'm doing with this is my sub pod is going to go in here, which is my underground composting system, which doubles up as a seat as well. Haven't quite got that in here today. I'm hoping to do that tomorrow. But I'm also going to be putting treadis around the back and sides, and I'm going to be putting grapes in here, which I think will take the place of the ivy for screening things and just making things look better. Now, I have had to get this finished today, or determined to get this finished today so I've been screwing this all together and pulling it up while it's been dark which is a challenge I'm sure you can understand it is a challenge but it is done and it looks so much better now just in front of this bed I've laid down some of the slabs that I've lifted just to give myself a little path 
in where to walk. Then just in front of that, I'm going to pop the chicken run when we can move the chickens. At the moment, this bird flu is still hanging over us, so I'm a bit reluctant to move them just yet. Down the side, I've moved the quail cage, and they seem quite happy in there. I'm going to uh, keep an eye on them and check that they are happy, but they, they seem it. They've got fresh sand in there as well, so... Um, they're looking good. I haven't spoken much about the quails lately. I mean, they don't lay over the winter, but they uh, they just sit there and, and doing their own thing. But I am hoping to start encouraging them to lay eggs soon and also start mating soon. The males are occasionally calling out as if it's getting to mating time. So that's to look forward to as well. Yeah, so I am cream crackered. It doesn't sound like I've done a lot, but trying to dig out these roots... It's hard work. It is really hard work. That's why I like my compost bin idea. Unfortunately, just it's just in the wrong place that the compost bin is just going to be in the way. So I'm having to do the, the harder way. The other idea would be to get a stump grinder in here, but that's quite expensive and not really the route I want to go down at this moment. But yeah, happy with things once again. <laughs> It's Sunday the 22nd of February 2021 today, just in my podding shed, just on my live show and I've had a headache all day and I'm it's becoming a migraine to say the least. Um, now because of this headache I didn't get my sub pod fitted into the garden like I'd hoped. I've got the day off on furlough tomorrow so hopefully I can fit it tomorrow but yeah I'm slightly annoyed at myself for not being able to get that into place. But when I get one of these migraines, I just can't do much. And everything is an effort. It happens. And it's it's so annoying. But what I, I, I pushed myself out into this shed to try and do. Now, I've moved uh, some things around. You may recall last week I mentioned that my tarragon plants, I put some out there and they died overnight. The second lot I put out there actually survived. So I've finished that off with more of my tarragon plants that have gone out there. They're pretty um, pretty small plants, but they are growing and hopefully they're going to go on and provide us with plenty more or, or get into bigger plants, which we can use pretty soon, actually, I'd imagine. They'll probably start hardening off. Now, talking of hardening off, some of my broad bean plants that I had in my greenhouse, I've moved those outside along with some spinach and some onions just to see if they'll survive again this is the thing i spoke of last week making a few sacrifices if i feel it's too cold to, to pot things anyway it works okay generally i find like the tarragon i know that's now going to be okay in a greenhouse so most plants that i have in this greenhouse or in this potting shed sorry will be fine in the greenhouse. I'm just giving my plants a bit of a water, actually, while I'm stood here. Uh, that's what I mean by sacrificial. I know as soon as one thing's surviving, the rest will pretty much follow suit, unless we suddenly get a cold snap. So that, that's where I've been moving things around and, and moving things on. Added to that, I've moved all my potatoes now into the greenhouse. These were chitting in my podding shed, but it was... I say chitting. I mean, chitting is a a bit of a debate whether it's needed or not. I tend to do it just because I have the potatoes anyway and I need using up. But they're, they're taking up room 
and I've moved them into the greenhouse. In a couple of weeks, mid-March, they will be planted out into the ground. Anyway, so it makes no real difference to me where they are. Just I, I just don't like leaving them in bags, which is why I tend to chit them. Um, but yeah, that that's a lot what I've been doing today. A lot of moving plants around and getting them used to their places. Not very much work, I know. Unfortunately, when I get one of these headaches, which has now become a migraine, it is, it's all I can do is just struggle through it. Not looking for sympathy or anything, it's just the way it is. Um, right, anyway, tomorrow, Monday, I'm hoping to get this subpod into the ground. So before I bring on the next diary section, I just want to mention that I'm going to be mentioning a subpod system quite a bit throughout this next diary section but when i recorded it i forgot to really go into detail what a sub pod is so i've added this little section just to explain what a sub pod is now a sub pod is an underground composting system and you throw all your kitchen waste your garden waste into it it rots down and makes compost by using worms very very simple idea but what i really like about it is that it doubles up as a seat and it's not so in your face now, I thought I'd just give you that little bit of a head up. Let's get on with the diary section. It's Monday, the 22nd of February, 2021 today. Almost forgot the one there. Um, I had a day off work today, day on furlough, I should say, not actually a day off, which has meant after the uh, lack of work yesterday, I have managed to get my sub pod fitted into this bed and filled up with compost. I am absolutely blown away with the quality of this sub pod. It's really high density plastic. I know plastic is a bit of a bad thing in a garden. It's something I'm trying to use less and less of, of course. But when it's high density and going to last a while, I'm okay with that. And I've got to say, it came in a box that have been sat in my hallway since December. I opened it up today built the box in seconds it was a bit fiddly in places but the sub pod it did actually go together quite easily and it didn't take all that long to pot together in all honesty laid it into the bed that i built on saturday and then all the way around it i filled it with compost now i've used compost out of my compost bins and i've got to admit some of it wasn't quite rotted down enough although it's on its way, and I didn't quite have enough to fill up the entire bed. So I've covered it over in a layer of compost from the multi-purpose compost that I bought. This will probably um, settle down after a while, so I'm not going to plant it up just yet. I'm going to wait for it to settle down and then refill it up with more compost as and when it gets made. Hopefully soon I can cut the lawn and get the mower out to really chop up a lot of this stuff uh, and produce compost a lot quicker. Um, <laughs> off on a tangent slightly there, but it is related. Anyway, uh, after that I then took the bottom layer of my wormery and that has got worms in it and that have been chomping up and a lot of compost. I've placed that into the sub pod and then I added a load of kitchen waste into the sub pod. Closed the lid, locked the lid up and it is good to go. So now what I'm going to do with this sub pod is just keep topping it up with more and more kitchen waste. 
and wait for it to produce this beautiful compost that I'm expecting. I'm actually sat on this subpod composter at the moment. It's quite quite comfortable, I've got to say, and it's made a nice little bench for me to sit on and look out amongst my garden. So I say to myself, right, I need to do this and I need to do that. I'm really liking it, really liking it. I think I might get another one to go on the other side of the garden at a later date. But yeah, really, really am liking it. It's pretty damn cool. I'll add links to Subpod if you do want to investigate it any further and see what you think. But I, I really do like the fact that it's underground and it's not so in your face like the Dalek compost bins or even the Wormery. Now the Wormery I will still be using. Don't worry, I'm still going to be continuing with that because I do love my Wormery. And of course I still get my liquid fertiliser or Wormery out of that Wormery. So I will continue using that regardless. This is just an extra thing that might mean I can start getting rid of the Dalek compost bins in the future. We shall see. We shall see. That's all I can say. Anyway, apart from that, um, what else did I do? I sowed some Welsh onion seeds earlier. Just as a... Well, I've, I've wanted to grow Welsh onions for a while now. And I managed to get hold of some seeds and uh, I've sown those. The idea being these will become a perennial onion we can use them like chives or like spring onions and also dig up the bulbs and they should keep reproducing we'll keep an eye on it and i'll let you know how we get on with that as we go on throughout this year right well that is it for today and that is it for this week's diary section I'll be back in just a moment when I'm going to talk about my thoughts on sowing seeds etc etc but before that I'm going to run a commercial A few months ago, I launched the VegGrow Podcast Supporters Club. Each month, I send out a gift pack of a collection of seeds to sow each month along with a newsletter. I also produce behind-the-scenes podcasts or videos providing club members with extra content. And we are constantly adding extra features to improve the club. It costs just £5 a month and current members tell me that they have found that the seeds alone are value for money. This also helps me keep the podcast and the website running and more importantly, it helps me encourage and inspire more people to grow their own food. Now, if that sounds like something you are interested in joining, then head over to the vegroundpodcast.co.uk to find out more. But if you want to support the podcast without becoming a member, we also have merchandise available on the website, including mugs and t-shirts. Or leave a review on your podcast service or share this podcast with others. It all goes a long way to help supporting the VegGround podcast. Hello, Richard. It's uh, Malcolm Barber speaking. I just heard you mention about the um, cucumbers um, and that you thought it was a bit early. Uh, I sold mine about uh, three weeks ago uh, and uh, there are now uh, six of them, actually, uh, are uh, two inches at least tall, uh, perhaps a bit more, um, and a uh, four leaf is arriving. Uh, on all of them. So uh, just to tell you, um, they're your seeds and they've done well. Cheers.
Well, as Malcolm correctly said in that voicemail, I did say that I felt it was a bit too early to sow cucumbers. But as Malcolm has said, it's been successful for him. And a few other people have told me, particularly last year, they sowed sweet corn in March and it was very successful. It's a subject that I have touched upon a few times about seed sowing. Now, I have been sowing seeds all year round, as no doubt you are aware. And I have had many conversations with other gardeners who say it's too early to sow seeds. So who is right here? Well, the thing is, no one is necessarily wrong. It boils down to experience. Now, I have lived in this area my whole life, and I know that most years I don't really get a frost after mid-April. But it's not unusual to get a light frost into May. So based on that, I don't tend to plant any of my tender plants outside, and this could be tomatoes or cucumbers, until about mid-May. Now, some of the more hardy plunks, onions, leeks, cabbages, etc., they can go out a bit earlier in sort of March time, but that does depend on the size of a plant. Again, this comes down to experience. And what I always say with experience, what you've got to do is go and experiment and just see what you can do, what you can't do, what works, what fails. And failures is often where we learn the most. Now, when it comes to sowing plants early, like I've done with tomatoes, why do I sometimes start them off in January? Well, it's because I am lucky enough to have a greenhouse or two, which is principally there to extend the seasons and get me earlier crops. And that means I can get the plants into the greenhouse beds a little earlier than if they were going outside. Tomatoes or cucumbers could be planted in sort of March time if I really wanted to but another reason I start many seeds off early is because I have heated propagators and grow lights and these are there to give these early plants a really good boost in growth and get them off to a good start. Now of course I know most people out there probably don't have grow lights more people are likely to have heated propagators again all of this is not necessary but it just helps be more successful and if you are in that camp that doesn't have heated propagators or grow lights then you probably haven't even started sowing any seeds just yet don't panic at all there is still plenty of time to sow seeds and really March is when we really start sowing seeds that period is when the real seed sowing season kicks in now, March is also the time of the year when weeds will start growing. And now for me, this is a good sign that the soil's warmed up enough to germinate the weed seeds and there's enough sunlight for the seedlings to survive. For me, this is just a way of naturally telling me when Mother Nature says it's time to really start sowing seeds. So be vigilant. Just have a look around and see what's happening in your local area. Now, what tips can I share for successful seed sowing? Well, top of my list has got to be read the information on the seed packet. Often the seed packets will have all the information on it that you need to know, such as when is it the right time to sow seeds, how deep to sow seeds, or what temperature seeds will germinate. It's usually there on the seed packets. My next tip is to use seed sowing compost or finely sieved multi-purpose compost. Personally, I always use seed sowing compost and I started using this a few years back and 
because this compost is just a very, very fine soil, I found I got a much better germination rate because the seeds had an easier time to germinate and push through that soil. Then a few years ago, I discovered perlite and started adding that again. And again, it really did boost my germination rate. Now, to use perlite with seed sowing compost, what I tend to do is mix four trailfuls of compost with one trailful of perlite. Now, I give it a really good mix with my hands to incorporate it all together. And then I'll fill up my seed pots and it's ready to go. Now at this point, and this brings me into nicely to my next tip, what I like to do is warm my compost up before sowing. So I might bring the bag indoors a, a day before, but personally I try and set up the pots the day before I plan to sow my seeds. And then I'll place them in my heated propagator and I'll add water to the bottom of the heated propagator so that the compost will wick up this water and gain the heat. Leave this for about 24 hours before sowing any seeds and it generally just warms that soil up so the seeds don't get a shock when they are planted. Now, if you don't have a heated propagator, just make sure that that pot of compost is in the area where the seeds are to germinate, be it indoors or in a greenhouse, just 24 hours before sowing. Trust me, it really does make a huge difference. When it comes to sowing seeds, the first thing I do is label the pot or area I am sowing the seeds in. Now I use a pencil on white plant labels and I found that the pencil doesn't fade or get washed away unlike marker pens. Very, very reliable and also it's easy to reuse the labels. And these plastic labels, they're pretty cheap. You can pick them up for about 100 for a pound from somewhere like a pound shop or uh, other high street gardening place you know what i mean now my next tips is when it comes to watering seeds or seedlings is to water them from the bottom now what i mean by that is that if i pour water into the tray or the propagator that the seeds pot or the seedling pot is sitting in the compost will actually wick the water up and stay moist now, if we were to water from above, as if we were using something like a watering can, what can happen is a bit too much water might just shoot out the, the watering can and dislodge that seed by causing that seed to float up. That might just cause that seed to not germinate because it's lost its anchor, it's dislodged itself, and it's just lost a bit of energy, and it may not recover. So just water from the bottom is a, a really top tip. And in fact, it's it's such a essential part that I highly, highly recommend you do that. Now, I do treat my seed sowing like a production line. I start seeds off in a propagator with no light, all vents closed. And as soon as they germinate, I then move them onto my second propagator, which is under lights and has the vent cracked open. Then when they start to produce true leaves, I move them into propagator free, which basically is no lidded propagator. It just contains a bottom heat. Then once I see a good true leaf on the plants, that's when I start potting them up into individual pots. I use root trainers because I've used those for years and they have been pretty good to me over this time. 
Now these will then get placed into a tray with no heat and then once I feel the plants are strong enough they'll go into the greenhouse. You would have heard what I said in the diary section about having sacrificial plants such as a tarragon. If it's too cold out there those sacrificial ones will die and uh, you know if you've still got some in the shed or in your propagators or wherever then it's too early to pop them out there. Eventually all the plants will go into the greenhouse and then they will eventually be hardened off by going outside a little bit during the day and back in at night and that just gets them used to going outside but that's much later on with many of these plants. Now I'll be honest this production line that I have might be a bit overkill but what it does for me is I found that this works as a way of just keeping myself organized and tidy and by moving the seedlings along according to the stage that they're at it just like I say it's like a production line if you imagine a, a car moving through a production line more bits get added on as it moves on well I see my seed process being very similar to that well that's my tips on successful seed sowing like I said earlier don't worry if you haven't sown any seeds Next week is the beginning of the month, so I will be sharing a list of seeds to sow and tasks to do throughout March. But if you have any seed sowing tips, then please let me know. You can email me, richard at theveggroundpodcast.co.uk. You can visit the website at theveggroundpodcast.co.uk and you can leave a comment or you can leave a voicemail just like Malcolm did and we can share that. Alternatively, you can find me on social media. Just search for The Veg Grow Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me this week. Until next time, please take care.